Hello everyone, my name is Kumal Datlani and I am the CEO and co-founder of Lab4U and your host today at Lab4U Talks. I am very excited to share with you today's episode because I spoke with Sylvain Kalash, co-founder of Hobbiton School, a two-year program training highly skilled full-stack software engineers. The school's mission is to prepare the next generation of software developers through a hands-on learning approach. In this episode, we spoke about the importance of developing skills for the future of the workforce. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed talking to Sylvain. Today, I have a special guest, a mentor, an advisor, education technology entrepreneur who's changing the world. A genius engineer, Sylvain Kalash. Thank you so much, Sylvain, for joining us today on lap for You Talks. Hey, Kamel. Happy to be here. For our audience who's listening, I met Sylvain in San Francisco. We were at a Cartier startup event, right? That's correct. So when I heard what Sylvain is doing, training Silicon Valley tech talent worldwide with Horbiton School, I was just fascinated by his mission, his talent, and he's just a really nice guy that helps everyone. That's how I met him, and I told him, for you Talks, come join us, and he did not hesitate and accepted our invitation. Thank you so much, Sylvain, for joining us. So Sylvain is an entrepreneur and a software engineer who has worked in the tech industry for more than a decade building amazing products. Sylvain is the co-founder of Horbiton School, inspired by progressive education with a curriculum based on a peer learning and project-based approach. Love for you, we love project-based learning. So Sylvain, in your website, you say what regular schools call teaching, you call it collaboration. So let's start by that. What does that statement mean? Yeah, so um, I think that education is one of the few things that haven't changed for centuries. Uh, if you look at the picture of classroom centuries ago and today, not much has changed, even though our world has changed drastically. And uh, one of the things that uh, you know is kind of still here is that when you help someone uh, at school, it's called cheating, right? You are um, basically not respecting the rules that uh, the schools have defined, and it's very bad. Uh, yet, when you become a professional and within the world of companies, um, helping someone is called collaboration. And mm -hmm. that is just mm -hmm. essential uh, for a company to work well. And actually, collaboration is such a hard thing to achieve. Um, and I think that shows how um, you know, it's our education methodologies are obsolete and, and we need to mm -hmm. do something about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you've told me about the inspiration of Holberton School and, and we, you just spoke about it. I, I want to understand what, what uh, today in your ex years of experience at Holberton, what inspired you initially to start Holberton and what have you seen as a result of uh, the impact that Holberton School has had uh, in, in education? Yeah, so I've, um, you know, for the last, uh, last 10 years of my life, I've worked um, and worked for companies and my interest has been geared toward 
helping people to be become better professionals. I started mm -hmm. uh, my career working as a software engineer for SlideShare, uh, which mm -hmm. is one of the great, like the biggest source of free content on the internet. That's mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like the YouTube for presentation for those um, who don't know. And then I moved to LinkedIn again as a software engineer, where we empower people to become better professional. Um, mm -hmm. connect with one another within their industry and find their next opportunity. I also um, co-created um, Wild42, which became the la largest network of, of French software engineers. Um, and through, wow. through this, I realized that there is uh, you know, this lack of uh, digital talent, uh, not only in mm -hmm. Silicon Valley, but, but all across the world, um, which ultimately, uh, with my co-founder, Julian Barbier, inspired us to, to create Holberton. Um, mm -hmm. And Holberton, as you said, is, is um, a project-based um, approach to training uh, the next generation of highly skilled digital talent at scale. Mm -hmm. And so when we mean scale, uh, we, we, we really mean it. Um, you know, in, in the last five years uh, that we've been building Holberton, we are now in, in nine countries, uh, four continents, um, and we've been training software uh, people to become software engineer from Silicon Valley to um, Tunisia, Colombia, um, you name it. And mm -hmm. what you see is that if you can bring um, this quality education, you, you can really use this untapped um, pool of raw talent, right? Uh, William Gibson says that uh, you know the future is here; is is not just evenly distributed. I think it's the same for talent. Like there is this like raw talent everywhere in the world, but just education is not there. And so I think ed ed education um, and brought by technology has the power to, uh, you know, bring, like give birth to this, uh, you know, talent that now has access to a distributed workforce. I think COVID has really accelerated uh, remote working. And so while, you know, maybe as, Last year or the year before, you could get a great education, then there is no great job perhaps around you. Well, now that mm -hmm. this has changed, so it's a really exciting time to to be in education today. Absolutely, and I love what you say because at Lap for you, we also believe that talent is universal, but opportunities are not. And and Holberton School has democratized tech education so that all those who are entering Holberton School get a job at Google, Tesla, Dropbox, NASA, LinkedIn, Apple, and you can go on and on. I mean, that is that is wonderful. Uh, I, I need to tell our audience that, uh, Sylvain, you know, you worked at LinkedIn. You even know Jeff Weiner. I mean, you, you are related to, you know, great folks in tech. Um, what, what do these leaders in technology, and, and when we speak about the future of the workforce, you mentioned it, it's today, right? What are the skills that the tech force is looking for? And what do you believe that, K-12 education needs so that we prepare our students for the future of the workforce. So let's talk a little bit about the skills development aspect that you've worked at Holberton and what recommendations you have for K-12 uh, education. Yeah, so Jeff Wiener, who is the, the ex executive chairman of LinkedIn, is actually an investor in, in Holberton where, uh, and an advisor where, you know, very uh, proud and, and humble to have him and uh, actually, Jeff is, is really visionary, obviously, right? Uh, building LinkedIn when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, the future of work. And one thing that he, he said like a few years ago, 
he said uh, skills, not degree. And so what he meant by that is that while degree used to be a proxy for finding a job, mm-hmm. this is no longer the case, or at least it's, it's fading away. Right. Companies are looking for the skills, for the know-how. Like, mm-hmm. if we take a step back uh, centuries ago, access to knowledge was um, the key to be, to be educated because it was... And uh, not easily accessible. You had to travel on a horse and go to the monasteries, which might be like very far away and a dangerous <laughs> road, right? You imagine you and I like on a horse or a camel. My family is from India. So, you know, on a camel going to university. Exactly. And yeah. you go to the monastery to listen to monks lecturing you. If you were lucky, you could learn how to read and perhaps use the library. Well, all of this now is like, you know, all the knowledge that you need is right here. Like, right at your fingertips mm-hmm. and becoming widely available and so access to knowledge is not really an issue anymore actually we have too much knowledge and now the key is to be able to navigate this ocean of information um and so trying to absorb this knowledge is is not the key actually jack ma um with the the founder of mm-hmm. alibaba uh for those who, who don't know is kind of the Amazon of China, right? I think it's it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a fair way to describe this highly successful company. Uh, with really into the education, he said uh, two years ago at the World Economic Forum that he was highly concerned about the state of our education because we are trying to, we are getting uh, students to absorb knowledge and memorize knowledge when computers mm-hmm. are built for this and will do this way better than us. And so company, what they are looking for, they are looking for people who are creative, who are critical thinker and problem solver. And, mm-hmm. so, and so they assume that whatever problems they'll throw at you, you'll find a way to solve it by accessing this knowledge of information that's um, you know, accessible to you, be it your peers, books, uh, podcasts, you know, YouTube, mm-hmm. the internet basically, right? Um, and so really the key now today is that if you can learn how to learn, then you can achieve anything in your life and you will be a highly... Uh, desired uh, professional. Yeah. So what you said, I, I, it's key that uh, access to knowledge is not the challenge today. Is how do you build those skills for critical problem solving? You know that critical thinking and problem solving, solving uh, abilities and and skill set. But at schools today, even even during COVID, many of the teachers are worried about the content. You know, and, and we see in education technology, many companies that are focused on content, 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 and, and, and the curriculum, uh, and, and how are we organizing the curriculum, as opposed to skills. And many of these skills are learned by doing. We learn by doing. We learn by making mistakes. What experience do you have at Holberton or in the recommendations that Holberton have done to their students to work at these uh, companies where knowledge Do you have an example where knowledge was not enough, that you needed the skill? And how do you develop these skills? I'd love for you, you know, we work with project-based learning, with inquiry-based learning, but I would love to know from from you, how do you develop these skills when we know that the challenge is not knowledge or access to information or ocean of information, as you beautifully put it? Yeah, so being French, as you may tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you like words and la uh, langue de Molière, and you know, yeah. <laughs> Let's speak about bread. 
<laughs> you can you can write a poem uh, bread right <laughs> i can but actually that, that's a very good point right i can write a poem about bread i can read you know all the recipe from the the great bakers on how to make bread until i actually make the bread i bake the bread probably the first one is going to be terrible right <laughs> comma is going to be like what are you doing sylvain <laughs> and second one is going to be better and then as i as I, you know, master my craft and the ingredients are going to be different from, you know, one place to another. The, 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 the starter might be different. The water might be different. Uh, you know, so many things that will make this, the way of crafting baking great bread will be mm -hmm. different. So what applies to bread or let's say tennis, you know, like um, Serena Williams, she could write a book on how to play tennis, but until you have, will actually go on the field, like hit the ball, you are not going to be a great tennis player, right? So that sounds obvious. It's the same for any other um, trade or uh, craft, mm -hmm. right? It's by, as you said, it's by practicing, it's by making mistakes and learning from them that you will master the craft. And that's what we believe um, in at Holberton. Um, very, like, like for you, we are really aligned on, on the fact that um, project-based learning really is is uh, what will get um, students to to uh, to become great professional, and that's why at Holberton School we have no formal teachers and no lectures, uh, and people are like, "What? How do you do that?" <laughs> um, we have. But we, your students are getting jobs and developing those skills. They are exactly like so. We don't. We have like obviously like staff on site, but they are not here as. To, 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 to share the knowledge are here as learning, learning facilitator. We empower mm -hmm. students to mm. own their own learning experience, right? Mm. And get them to develop ways to acquire the knowledge that they need to, uh, to learn the scraps. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it worked for, um, you know, so far we've, we've, it's been working in Europe, in Africa, in, in, um, North America and, and Latin America. And so, you know, it's working across cultures, uh, age, across age as well. Um, you know, our students go anywhere from 17 to, to 58. Um, and I think Lab wow. for you is, is showing the, the age a little below, right? That uh, mm -hmm. this type of education mm -hmm. is basically for anyone. Right, right. And a little bit about uh, you, the, the students that attend and that are taking all these, uh, this program that you have. You have a very diverse group of students, 30% women, 50% people of color, uh, and, and they're becoming highly skilled software engineers. And uh, you're proving it with the model. You're proving that through this project-based approach, you're developing these skills. And at laugh for you we also believe uh, if we are able to develop these skills in students, these competencies through inquiry-based learning, where questions are more important than learning a formula by heart. Uh, it's like we always give this example. You cannot learn how to ride a bicycle reading a book, right? You need to live the experience of riding a bike and the, the, the bread example. Uh, though we, we, we like to eat bread and, you know, you're French. Uh, I'm from Chile, you know, uh, and, and there are some good vegan options nowadays. Um, you, need, you, you need to live that experience. You need to practice it. You need to make mistakes in an experiment. For example, in Lab for You, we want students to make mistakes so that they can learn in the process. Right, uh, so that they can think in a different way in a, through, uh, through, the through the right pedagogy. And what we've seen in education through so many years is that we know 
that content and, and just sharing knowledge is not enough. We need the right pedagogy. We need the uh, right development of skills. And you've seen it at Hoberton. Um, what what are the gaps? Like if you had a magic wand, right? Sylvain, uh, Harry Potter kind of. Uh, I, I, thought, I remember at your place we spoke about that Harry Potter in French It's not Hogwarts, it's Poudlard, right? So imagine you're Harry Potter and you had a magic wand. Um, what would you do uh, to, to fill the gaps that we have in K-12 education so that the students that are coming out of school are prepared for higher ed, therefore for the future of the workforce or the present workforce? Mm-hmm. I think there is a whole uh, lot of uh, social skills Uh, that need to de- to be developed, um, and I think collaboration and um, mm-hmm. which which is an extremely complicated um, matter, and I, I cannot summarize it, um, and none I'm qualified to do so. But you know, like uh, it goes through um, communication. There are so many ways to communicate. Uh, having empathy, uh, being mm-hmm. able to share ideas or to listen, um, and uh, I think these skills are valuable as a student, as a professional. Um, or, you know, in the social life with your friend, with your family, with, with your kids, like whoever it is. And so I think uh, social skills are really something that, um, you know, I, I believe sc- uh, schools should spend more time developing. Um, and the second thing, which, you know, is something we've already disc- discussed, but I think is so central um, mm-hmm. to, to any being, is this ability to, um, to learn how to learn and Mm-hmm. navigate this ocean of information. And I think today's we see how fake news, right? Uh, all this information mm-hmm. that's accessible to us is overwhelming and we don't know how to do it. We don't know what's, what's true, what's wrong, what's incomplete or incorrect. And it, we just don't know, we just don't know how, how to go about that. And it's having huge impact on our world from Brexit to, uh, you know, political consequences, uh, for instance, in the U.S., or, um, you know, vaccination, um, something that, you know, we, we, are, we, we took for granted for, for decades. Now, these are coming back be- because people are receiving this flow of incorrect information about vaccination. And it's going to grow. The, the, the flow of information and knowledge around us is going to grow. And, and mm. we as humans are not built for that. And And I think in K-12, we should already uh, get, you know, the, the kids used to that and, and to be smart about it and to have critical thinking and to question twice and always ask why. Um, and I think with these tools, then they, they will be able to navigate the world. But today, like putting the teacher as the, as the source of truth and the source of knowledge is absolutely wrong. And there is nothing wrong about teachers. I just think they are not leveraging the the best way they should. And I, and I don't, I doubt teachers, most of them, they are not fan of lecturing students and reading their book, right? They want to empower their students mm-hmm. to be great uh, learners and to understand things and to help them. And so I think we really need to rethink our education and it starts at a young age. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Sylvain, do you, uh, as we're finishing this conversation, uh, is, is there something that you want to share with our audience? Uh, because you are so inspiring. You know, I always learn so much from you. Uh, is there something you want to share? 
Yeah, I think something that's often uh, stick to people's mind is, is um, to compare uh, this great saying that says that um, if you give a man a fish, you will feed him for a day. But if you um, teach this man to fish, uh, you will feed him for a lifetime. And so I think the same applies to education. It's, it's not about giving the knowledge, but it's about empowering the students to be able to get the knowledge by themselves. Um, and I think this should be kind of uh, the, you know, the sentence that should be in every uh, uh, curriculum development uh, in a room. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It, 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 should be, it, it should be so obvious, but we don't apply it, right? I love that quote. Uh, uh, thank you so much for sharing. We, we should know it. I mean, we, we know it, but we don't apply it. And that's why uh, we need uh, great edtech entrepreneurs like, uh, like Sylvain who are working uh, towards the democratization of uh, technology education, uh, helping folks around the world to get a job in technology, um, uh, our community, learn about Sylvain. I'm going to put some links of his website and YouTube, uh, in our YouTube channel, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever you're listening to your podcast, learn about Hobbiton School, and uh, let's inspire everyone to learn how to learn. Thank you very much for joining us, Sylvain. Thank you, Kamal. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Lap4U Talks. We will be placing some links in the notes of this episode, in our YouTube channel, and on our website, www.lapforyou.co This episode was recorded in our homes working remotely. The creative production and graphic design was carried out by Jose Ferrada, our head of design, and the distribution by our friends from Leaf. If you liked this episode or have any feedback or want us to dig deeper into any topic, leave us a comment or review on Apple's podcast or you can write to us at info at lapforyou.co where we will be reading all the reviews, messages and emails. Thank you for listening and keep experimenting. <laughs>